0: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza
1: AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension,
0: just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes
4: everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Give me mother, girl, give me <laughs> The pregame show America has always wanted. I found the future. I found the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
3: You heard it, I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on a big Monday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Wow, this is a good one. We get to recap the regular season, what does it mean going forward in the playoffs, we get the excitement of these playing games, and we're celebrating our biggest bet winner ever, perhaps now sports bettors listen for the money sports fans listen to no more than their buddies i'm the pro he's the joe in la jonas knox
5: always good to be here rj and yes on a day in which we continue to wonder what is going to happen with aaron Rodgers in green bay the regular season in the nba has come to a close but what is the vegas lead here on this monday
3: let me ask you a quick question, Jonas. Did you happen to see Saturday night? I think it was that there was a fake tweet going around with Aaron Rodgers
5: retiring. Yeah, did, from did, uh, it was uh, Adam Schefter was said to have the news. Yet, if you went onto his Twitter account, there was nothing mentioned of Aaron Rodgers retiring. So, therefore, everyone kind of figured out it was a bluff. Yeah,
3: but there was about what? About forty-five minutes, people
5: kind of believed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less so, than what, an hour. What, yeah.
3: What was your reaction? What, well, the moment that where you might have believed that for that first second,
5: uh, I think the bogus Twitter accounts are hilarious, and, but I'm also very aware but, but of them. But before you
3: knew, did well, you think for a second it was real?
5: When I saw it, I thought. Okay, hold on. I I got a rush. I got, okay, there's content for days. We're going to be talking about this for a long time. And then I went to Adam Schefter's account because so many people have been burned by phony accounts. And when I saw that it was nowhere on his timeline, I, I came to the conclusion, yeah, that's not accurate. Not, so not exactly
3: is it true right. or false when you saw it? You thought, oh, man, i got to quit drinking tonight. It's going to be a big show.
5: <laughs> no, I don't I don't, I'm trying to think what time I saw it, <laughs> like like what specific time. All but right, yeah, no, so
3: that would have been the Vegas lead. Yes. But what we're going to do right now is the Vegas lead is going to be broadly the playing games. Because let's be candid, many of us, and I was pretty neutral on it, I usually have a pretty strong opinion one way or the other, but I I saw the merit potentially, but I also hate the cheapening of playoffs. I wonder, is this cheapening or is this better? That's what we can debate. But it seems to me, Jonas, all in all, the amount of enthusiasm for the play-ins is massive. And, this weekend felt a lot more compelling because of that. So I think we start there. And I like to start with just your opinion on it. What's your take right now on the play-ins?
5: I love it. Um, I was uh, just in thinking about it, the closer it got to it, because the, you know, the regular season's going on, you've got the draft, you've got all this stuff, and then I realized we're just a couple of days away from you know, in essence, a, like the NCAA tournament's play-in games in Dayton that used to happen back in the day, and we're going to get, not only are we going to get NBA-quality teams, but we're going to get really good players, uh, and you're going to get the Lakers and the Celtics, so you're going to draw those fan bases, the two most historic franchises. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, The fact it's going for two days and the fact we're going to get a matchup and a rematch between Steph Curry and LeBron James again, I think is awesome. I think they'll be the highest rated NBA games by far all season long will come up uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday.
3: Now, you believe that's compared to the finals?
5: Compared to of all the regular season games. I I think it's been a down year as far as interest goes in the regular season. I think this is going to peak everybody's interest this time. And the question becomes
3: how does – let's say the top rated of these playing games, and let's assume Golden State and Lakers would be the top rated. How's that going to compare against the rest of the playoffs? I mean, my gut feeling, and I'm no guru when it comes to ratings – It might be the fifth or sixth highest-rated game of all the playoff games. Yeah, I totally agree because it is that one. It's not one and done, but it feels one and done.
5: Yeah, and 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 the fact that it's it it brings you back to sort of normalcy, like oh, uh, LeBron versus Steph Curry in a big-time playoff game. I remember what that was like because we saw it so many years in a row. I think there's there's sort of a novelty to it, even though it's not that long ago. People being able to see those guys matched up against each other, even though different rosters. LeBron on a different team this time I, that, it's going to be a blast i can't wait
3: that's jonas knox i'm rj bell straight out of vegas now gingerly let's go back in time and i won't do the <laughs> imitations <laughs> as i tend to at times but we can turn back the clock we've had a big disagreement on the NFL going to the seven playoff teams and the only the top seed getting in. And at the time, my thought was the distinction between two through six or even two through seven becomes a lot less where when you had the two buys in the NFL, I thought, okay, one and two wanted to battle each other because they're the two most likely conference finalists home field means something, but two to three was a huge battle. Because of the buy, right? Is That buy is vital. Yeah. In a way that one by itself becomes both of those at once, both the home field and the buys. And thus, it's a big competition, but it's narrow. The NBA seems to have come up with a way that does both, where it opens it up to... But your rationale with the NFL was, to paraphrase from my perspective, was, hey, more teams have hope. Is that a fair way to say that was where you were?
5: Yeah, more teams are looking at the idea of before we'd be out on the outside looking in, but now you know the seven seed. It gives it's a possibility, and it was also greed for me as well too because I just wanted to live. (laughs) I wanted to live a week, yeah, a weekend of 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 triple header of football, a playoff football on a Saturday and a Sunday, and that's what I was most excited about. And and
3: I think that's fair. You are more self interested. (laughs) I'm more about the game itself, but (laughs) as a purist. But wouldn't you say the NBA has somehow done both? Where there's four teams competing for those two slots in each conference. So, in a way, you could say that cheapens it. But boy, oh boy, it actually makes being in the top six more valuable. So, it creates a way that everyone or almost everyone feels like they're in it. Which means there's less teams tanking. Which means there's less teams trading off assets at the deadline. Some of the extreme teams are, but not the middle of the Like the Sacramento Kings, maybe they thought they were in it a little bit when they wouldn't have been. But being six is so important. You got Mark Cuban crying about, oh, these games are too intense. Well, that seems like mission accomplished. And then the idea of not even knowing, and this is something I haven't heard much of. I love the way they recede in a way if you lose that first game between yeah. seven and eight. Because now if you're trying to avoid the Lakers or something, you have no idea if they're going to be seven or eight. That's one and two isn't as inclined to maybe tank. Now, the Clippers did something to try to get out of the Lakers' side of the bracket because they assumed they'd be seven. But, boy, you're you're rolling the dice at that point. So, it feels like it, it adds more teams engaged even weeks and months before the end of the season. It makes for an exciting weekend. But each slot was meaningful, it felt. To me, it was a home run of home runs. What, what did you think and why?
5: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think it's one of the things the NBA has done that's really, really worked. And I, I think it's going to work. And I think it's here to stay as well, too. I, I think it's going to be a success. I think these games are going to be exciting. And if they're trying to pique everybody's interest back into the product and, and, and do better numbers, this would be a way to do it. I, it also felt like, to draw an NFL comparison, Remember just the feeling Tom Brady's last year in New England when they Mm -hmm. lost that week 17 game and they They lost the bye week and they realized, uh oh, we're going to have to play an extra game. There was sort of a real concern that kind of washed over the whole uh, all of the AFC, all of Patriots fans, because they realized that's a big advantage having that bye week. It felt like with this, if you weren't in that top six You understand going into this playing tournament, we're really up against it. If if we plan on making a run in the postseason, we're really up against it. And that's why I'm curious to see whoever comes out of this, what do they look like, especially in that first playoff game against whoever they're playing that's the one or the two seed? Do they come out flat? Are they exhausted and fatigued? Like, that's the part I'm looking most forward to.
3: Especially the team that has to win the second game. Yeah. Right. You win the first game. It's a disadvantage, but not much of a disadvantage. And then you add in the fact that the rest of the teams are getting a break. Intrinsic in this is that break, which is another advantage, but it also means better play during the playoffs, in theory. I love it. And if you are that team that has to win that second game, and Charlotte and Fezzik made some points in show prep about how Charlotte has got such a disadvantage McKenzie, pull that up, where it's a road, road. Now they're on the road a third time. And, you know, based upon how that goes, if they have to play another. I guess uh, Charlotte is seated where exactly right now? They are nine. They're, no, they are to the 10th seed. OK, so they've got to win two games, is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, And this is going to be their third straight road game, this yes. upcoming game. So if they win that one, Jonas, they're going to have a fourth game, which I guess would be on the road automatically,
4: right? Yes, they'd play the winner of Wizards-Celtics on so
3: the road. So they would play a fourth straight road game, and then if they won, they'd play a fifth straight road game to start the next series. <laughs> So you can say, oh, maybe a team with Charlotte's record shouldn't have any chance, but you're making it like the gauntlet to get into the playoffs. And I actually like the following. The distinction now we can have us saying, hey, this team's had four straight top six finishes. So, you know, or or you know, however you want to say, no play-ins to get into the, you know, automatic bid into the playoffs. And then another team you could say, oh, they've made at least the play-in four straight years. So it's a different distinction. And then you got the whole making the playoffs, right? So it kind of split at six, eight, and ten, because ten gets you in the playing games. Eight means you made the playoffs. Six means you got the direct advancement. It kind of creates different hierarchies where the one through eight didn't do that as much, it felt like.
5: Yeah, I kind of miss, back in the day, and I think we might have talked about this before, the best of five series. Because in all the first of a round. Su- yeah, in the first round. Because all of a sudden, if you lost one game, that was really a daunting task. You can go back, I mean, it, it's happened, I, I can remember Toronto, when Toronto won the NBA Finals, the first game of the playoffs, they lost to Orlando. Well, because it was mm-hmm. a seven, you got to beat them four times, nobody was really concerned about it. I like that this is... A one-game winner-take-all for the most part, uh, especially in the in the seven-eight matchup, and then you've got you know at most a two-game scenario for one of these other guys, or three-game scenario. I I just I think this immediacy of it, I think it ratchets uh, it ratchets up the pressure, uh, for lack of a better term, and I think these guys are going to come out fired up, and it's going to be the most intense basketball we've seen all year. It's similar to the wild card game in baseball. Baseball goes from this sleepy type of sport, you get to the wild card game. And it's a completely different look, a different feel, and I think we're going to have that in the playing tournament.
3: Yeah, I think the stakes go up, and if there's yeah. any problem with the regular season, and I think there is in the NBA and this year, especially because of the condensed schedule, less off days, back to backs, etc., and all the COVID interruptions, injuries. You know, it was a hodgepodge regular season. I think you're right about that. The stakes go up. Here's the challenge. And we're talking about the pros and cons of the play-in, and really how the NBA did—we think an excellent job at engineering this. Because what are they trying to do? They're trying to have more teams, as you said, Jonas. Believe, have real, honest possibility we could win this thing. You're saying there's a chance, but not cheapening the games. Because if if everyone, you know, in in really poker in Texas Hold'em is a game that was not very popular at all until Moneymaker, No Limit especially, was not popular at all. Moneymaker won in 2003, if I recall, and from there it became very popular. Now, why is it so popular? It's because there's just the right amount of luck. We've talked about this before. Let's say I'm a better card player than Jonas. I think I could be. <laughs> Let's say you and I are going heads up, but we're playing war, old school war, and we just randomly are putting cards down out of our deck. Well, there's 100% luck, zero skill in that. So at that point, unless I'm cheating somehow, you got a 50-50 chance. Now, if we played some super advanced game that all that mattered was skill, and heads up, is an example of that with low Blinds in the long run, with low blinds, especially the better player is going to win a vast majority of the time. That has maybe too little luck in it. You wouldn't be interested. I wouldn't be interested in just a random game. But if you can find that slot, that area where it's just enough luck, where the lesser player wins sometimes, but the better player wins more times, that's when a game is popular. The NBA here feels like they've done that, where if you did well this season, you benefit. No doubt. But it's not as if it's pure skill because a team like the Lakers in a different universe. Because I'll tell you this I've often heard and I've said maybe the NBA would be better off eliminating the whole first round and only having four teams per yeah. conference because five through eight never do anything. Yeah. We're going to see something here is the idea of a team from five down is going to be, and McKenzie, I'm sure we have, I haven't seen him today, the updated odds. Who's the favorite to win the West, to come out of the West? Or who's the best odds to win
4: the title out of the West? Your Los Angeles Lakers, plus 425 to win the title. Wait a minute, they're not even in the playoffs. (laughs) Not yet. Right? Think about that. A team that's
3: got to play in the play-in, and if they just lose two games in a row, they're out. That's it, right? Two games are out. They're only four-and-a-half-point favorites in the first game. But they're the favorite to come out of the West. We've never seen anything like this.
5: No, and I also wonder, and I don't even—I don't know how we would even research this. But at one at one point or another, I want to say that the Celtics and Lakers were at least top five in NBA title odds. I think Boston was was a top five team when it came to title odds, and the fact certainly that, coming coming into the year, yeah, and the fact that both of them are sitting in the seven spot all you know having to play in the play-in tournament i think you know i just wonder how much you know they may have missed their their win totals but i just don't recall there being two teams that many people expected to be near the top of the conference who are now having to win just to get in to face one of the top seeds in the conference i know injuries played a factor but i'm, I'm wondering when the last well time i think happened.
3: injuries played a huge factor with the yeah. lakers but i wouldn't say with the saudics i mean brown's been out for the short period of time but they were a big disappointment before that
5: yeah were was they could not get on the same page seemingly but they have had um injuries whether it's marcus smart um jason tatum missed time with covid and apparently i'd say an average
3: amount of injuries for boston yeah right i mean compared to all the teams in the league no
5: comparison to the lakers
3: yeah and here's the thing about the lakers the lakers best title wads before lebron got hurt were right around plus 250. Uh, that's right, McKenzie.: That's right. Okay. So 100 wins you 250. Now it's 100 wins you over 400. So it's a little bit better, but not significantly better. So what does that mean? That means that the questions about the Lakers is not really about how good the Lakers are. It's about the health of the Lakers. If somehow God came down and said, guaranteed LeBron and AD will be healthy throughout the playoffs... All of a sudden, the Lakers' odds go exactly where they were at the high point. There's been no reevaluation of how good the Lakers are. The only downgrade, and it, there has been a downgrade in the Lakers, is we don't know if LeBron's going to be healthy. We don't know if AD's going to be healthy. When you're out for like six weeks, come back for two games, and you miss a bunch more games, who knows, right? Now you've got to go four, 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 and four, not to mention potentially two games to get into the playoffs. And he's got to stay healthy every game, and so does AD, or they would be big underdogs. Just one of the big two for the Lakers equals big underdogs against any of the other leading teams. So it's kind of interesting. And what we'll do tomorrow and Wednesday is go through the big questions, because there's not one team that doesn't have a question, right? If you think about the Sixers, hey, they've never done it with these guys, right? Nets is, hey, Who's going to be healthy? Are the big three going to be together? You go Lakers questions, Clippers questions, and then the teams with the best record, like Utah and Phoenix, have intrinsic questions because they're regular season type teams. I've never seen a more wide open NBA Finals. Final word on that?
5: Yeah, it's funny on the uh, the Chiefs when the Chiefs were struggling last year and not covering point spreads, and we were talking about it on the show. The feeling was, yeah, but they're winning. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. They'll figure it out when they get to the playoffs. Not my feeling. And, and then yeah, but the majority of the media was like, ah, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be fine. I get the same vibe from a lot of people in the media when it comes to the Lakers. Don't worry about it. Once LeBron comes back, they'll be fine. I mean, I, I look, when you get a guy who says I'm not going to be 100% for the rest of my career, I, I don't the fact that you're relying on him and you've got Anthony Davis, who's got his injury issues, I just don't know how you feel comfortable about it.
3: But it makes sense they're right there amongst the favorites because who would you like more? It's why it's going to be such an exciting playoffs. So when we come back, I'm going to give you a stat about the Boston Celtics that will make you so pessimistic. If you have any lingering hope about Boston, this stat may crush that hope. I won't do it knowingly, but I just got to give you the facts.
5: That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not
2: alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? you shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time
1: Promo code CR show.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
0: I disagree with I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the, word, then the gonna fall. The government runs business.
3: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas,
5: and I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at the play-in tournament in the NBA.
3: Yes, and within five minutes or so. The biggest win in the history of this show. We're going to have a little celebration around it. I can't lie. I've been smiling all weekend. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to work extra hard to keep delivering for you. You can listen on 225 stations across this great country. And if you don't know the station, just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can look it up. And you can even stream it right there. Here in Vegas, on the Strip, 90 degrees, the neon is percolating.
5: So, RJ, we've been talking about the NBA's play-in tournament. We talked about the 7th seed in the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Lakers. And now we move over to the 7th seed in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics.
3: Yeah, this is an amazing stat. Came from NBA.com. I tweeted it out. You can follow at RJ in Vegas. The Celtics' most used five-man lineup. So this is saying, okay, these are the five you can say, this is old tried and true. This is where we lean on when the going gets tough. The most used five-man lineup. Close game at the end of the game? That's our lineup, because it's the most common. Now, the only distinction is of this lineup, it's only got to have players consisting of those who were available for the playoffs. So, Brown, any lineup with Brown, that can't be the old tried and true because he's not available for the playoffs. And there were a couple guys traded. So, amongst the guys eligible for the playoffs, for the Celtics, the most common five-man lineup totaled 39 minutes on the court this season. 39 minutes. So, imagine if they play a five-man lineup this game with about six minutes left, that lineup will be the most common lineup because it's less than one game worth a lineup. So these guys have not played together effectively. And you know what? There's only been four games that this lineup was used in, and they were 0-4 in those games. So even this most common lineup, they haven't won a game. I got to tell you, I've never seen, I've never seen a team that's 72 games in and don't have players available that's even that played together for even one full game. 48 minutes. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable.
5: And if you just think about it and put this in perspective, the this show that we're doing today, we will have spent, by the time ah. the show's over, more time <laughs> together than the Celtics did with that lineup all year long.
3: Even counting the commercials. Even if you take those out, <laughs> yeah. we still have. Yeah, yeah we I still mean, got to beat. Unbelievable. No wonder there's such a repartee here. I mean, come on. <laughs> McKenzie's still struggling, but otherwise it's real good. It's all joking about that. McKenzie's been stepping up. With the NBA stuff. Now, Brown, it seems like, was the key to these lineups. That w- that he was on the floor when it mattered. And now he's not going to be on the floor. Fezzik adjusted Boston down one and a half points. One and a half points for Brown. What did you have?
4: I adjusted them two points down after Brown.
3: Yeah, I tend to move towards two myself. And again, the lack of continuity or cohesion of these lineups, I think, is, is going to be really... A, an issue with the Celtics. Another thing with the Celtics, and we've got the early line in that game. The Celtics are favored by two points over the Wizards. So home court's about two right now, right? So I mean, is that saying Wizards and Celtics are even teams? Is that how you see it, McKenzie? Yeah, it's exactly how I see it. What's your gut on that, uh, Jonas?
5: Yeah, especially with the injury to Brown. Um, you know the way Russell Westbrook's been playing in, in a one-game scenario, that's a dangerous proposition. I know Bradley Beal's been a little bit banged up, but he's been having a, a, a really good year. I, this this could be problematic for the Celtics here. They could
3: be. Yeah, attractive. I think so. Yeah, Bill Simmons, who, you know, he has his detractors because anytime someone's very popular and they go a different direction in style, you're gonna get detractors. But I have found Simmons love of the NBA to be insightful. That that he just he wrote a book of basketball. The guy loves the NBA and he loves the Celtics. So if he's talking on the Celtics, I listen, he said this team wants to give he said this team wants to give up. Yeah. They don't have any great desire to win this game and then have to then play a seven game series against The Nets, in theory, right? So, to me, that's interesting, right? And I'm not saying I know that for sure, but what what I know is Simmons got an opinion on that. I think it's noteworthy. Celtics might be looking to pack it in. And the Wizards have played exceptionally well later this season. I mean, if you think about it, and we had a long talk about Russ and the triple-doubles, but... (laughs) I mean, if you just look, and you can arbitrarily say post-All-Star break, post-whatever, Washington's played better. I mean, in the last six weeks, I'd say for sure.
5: Is that how you see it, Jonas? Yeah, no, they've improved a lot because everyone looked at them. Because the conversation earlier in the season was you got to trade Bradley Beal. He's on a bad team. Why waste him on this great team, on this awful team? And then you find him in a play-in tournament against a team who's banged up themselves with an opportunity to get into the one through six matchups. I think it's been a pretty incredible turnaround for them.
3: That's Jonas Knox. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. We're going to be talking about our biggest win ever here in a minute or two. (sighs) Last thing on this game. Mackenzie, what was the average total this season between the Celtics and Wizards? And what was the average total of all games? Because here's something I saw. When the Wizards play at a fast pace, their eight games they played the fastest pace this year, they're 7-1 straight up. So this is a team that they can dictate pace – runs like crazy, they're super fast-paced, and they win. Russ wants that phonetic game, that just just pure energy, pure go, go, go. This total right now, Jonas, is 232.5. That's a high number. It feels like the market's saying this is going to be a fast-paced game. What do you think, McKenzie?
4: Very close to their total for the season. In the three games they played each other, average was two thirty-two. The Wizards in general, 234 on average this season.
3: Okay, and, and the Celtics in general? One second. Yeah, take a look at that. Is, so so we're saying the, the smidge is down from what the Wizards have played on average, but I want to... Celtics are at 222. Okay, so this is saying this is going to be a much faster paced game than the Celtics are used to. Yes,
4: yeah, much more in the Wizards style hmm
3: what do you think so
5: well do we apply because we've talked about this before when you get to game sevens one you know winner take all game sevens the pace slows down you know players are are more keyed in on defense and and the the thought would be lower scoring games do we use the same application here uh, or is this so new and so unique that it's going to look more like a normal game as opposed to the game seven environment that we've seen for years and years
3: Okay, so in the pre-show prep, and we have our various email chains, this is something Fezzik brought up, and I think it's a valid point. If you look at Game 7s, and we're going to have all the data tomorrow on this. We're doing a study on it. Good tease for tomorrow. 6 Eastern, right here on Fox Sports Radio. But I'll give you a little teaser. Some elements of a Game 7, I think, are very applicable. Most notably, for the 9-10 matchup, is its elimination game. right? Loser goes home. We believe the pressure in those games are meaningful. It brings the totals down. Just less, less free-flowing play, more pressure. Now, the other factors in a seven-game series, though, is there's point-counterpoint to the adjustments. Okay, it's one, you know, one style of play. Oh, let's double them here. Now, what do they do? They have to adjust to the adjustment, adjust to the adjustment, adjustment. And then, finally, someone doesn't have another move. And that team usually wins. And that's why the team that that made the last effective adjustment, the other team had no answer. We don't have that here because it's the first game. They're not playing seven, let's say. So we're going to try to split up how much of the downward scoring, the less scoring, is driven by the pressure and how much of it is being familiar with the opponent. We'll see with the data, but I think it's going to be about half what you say and half not because, again, it isn't the back and forth. It is interesting that one of the key elements of winning in the NBA playoffs is having an all-time great player. Well, why, why would that matter more than any other sport? Because in that whole adjustment, adjust to the adjustment game, if you have Michael Jordan at the end, yeah. he's going to figure out that last adjustment, right? which is him jumping over you. <laughs> <laughs> often, and There's nothing you can do about it. And isn't it interesting if you go back through history and say, Okay, Magic, Bird, Duncan, Shaq, Kobe. You can name like eight players that have accounted for 90% of the titles in the last 40 years. It's crazy. But uh, it's almost like Tom Brady, but every generation has a Brady or at least a couple people like that's close to Brady. Right. And no other sports like in baseball, there's nothing like that. And other than Brady, there's nothing like that. Aaron Rodgers won one title. So... It's fascinating to think about that idea that it's a chess match, but ultimately the greatness of one player dictates because the greater player in any series wins a big chunk of the time. If all you do is say, who's got the best player in this series – they win a big chunk of the time in the NBA.
5: Who are the, uh, the MVP odds? Because I was thinking about this, and I know we're going to get into this later. But you know, the guys that are at the top of the list when it comes to the MVP voting, you know, Jokic for, and, for the regular season. Yeah, for the regular season. I wonder how many of those guys, because you know, the MVP Steph Curry was winning MVPs and they were winning titles. But how many of the, the guys that are in the MVP conversation are likely to even get to an NBA Finals?
3: Well, history tells us, and we did a study on this, and we can actually recap it tomorrow. Uh, So, just to let you know right now, Jokic is a prohibitive favor to win the MVP. Some places you got to bet $60 to win $1. It's that much of a (laughs) loss. Now, we did give it out right here at two to one, or it was actually minus 200. So, but we won't even, you know, I. I just mentioned that for the completists out there. (laughs) But what I'll say is this, and I'm going by memory, Mackenzie. but it was, what, 10 of the last 12 MVPs finished first in their conference that year? Yes, Yes, that's right. All right, so 10 of the 12 MVPs, last 12 MVPs, and we started this with LeBron's first MVP because we figured that's the modern era. And 10 times out of the 12, the MVP got first in either the East or the West. The second time... Or the 11th time, it was a second-place finish. So 11 of the 12 was either first or second, which means the MVP would have to go to either Phoenix, Utah player, Philadelphia, or Brooklyn. Well, it's not going to happen this year. So that's going to be an exception that Denver is not third, I guess, but they aren't going to get the MVP, or they will get the MVP, and it won't be a top one or two. Russell Westbrook was the other one. And you could say, well, geez, he had a triple-double for the first time. So, in a way... Not playoff success, but regular season success is a huge element of the MVP.
5: Yeah, and and also in Russell Westbrook, that was another thing heading into this game against the Celtics. There's been the the knock on him. He gets to the postseason, he's not the same player. I wonder if if that also carries into this, or because it's just it's it's such a unique circumstance that maybe he plays a little bit more like a regular season game than than the postseason. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. 对。well, here's our last commercial break. And
3: when we come back, we've been talking about it. A big 12-1 to winner. We'll have a little celebration. And I'll tell you about the seven games this weekend that the smart better could have taken advantage of. And I think there's going to be other opportunities just like this. They're not sure things, but they're pretty darn close.
5: That's coming up next. But first, there's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up Every trip, day or night, click it or ticket paid for by NHTSA. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame
4: show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
2: Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey! <laughs>
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And, R.J., we have got a big winner that this show called for that we are going to dive into and celebrate on. But before we do so, we want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. And straight out of Vegas here, RJ had their number one winner called your shot a long time ago, and it is time to celebrate here.
3: You know, there's such a thing, there's a dilemma in which there's two choices to choose between, and then there's a conundrum, which there's more than two to choose between. I'm not sure which of the two it is, but I'm struggling with. I don't, you know me, I'm humble. But. Sometimes humility is false. So I want to be humble, but I want to be true. So I'm just going to brag, make it simpler. 12 12 to 1 payoff on the Suns. We came right here and we said Suns to win the Pacific Division. Pays 12 to 1. I don't give exact numbers of what I bet, but it officially was my biggest payoff ever. And as I told you last week or two, Jonas, (laughs) I said, I may get a new car from it. It it is a monster. And you know something? I I was contemplating with a beer Friday night, thinking, "How how much money did this win for the country? Because, you know, it's statistically easily researched, 100-plus thousand listeners. Now, how many paid? I played it. Let's say 1%. Let's say 1%, 1, 1,000 people. And let's say their average bet was, oh, 20 bucks. Let's be super conservative. So, 20,000, let's say, was down on this. That doesn't even count mine. And at 12 to 1, Jonas, that's like almost $300,000. Yeah. So, like, I don't know the exact number. (laughs) But I'm saying we're, we could easily be up into a million bucks that, that our people won. And again, maybe I could be humble, but how goofy would that be? How much of a lie would that be? What do you think, Jonas? How much did well, you well,
5: bet, Jonas? Well, see, here's the thing. <clears throat> I, I know my place on this show, and I know that the second I throw my money into the pot, it spoils the rest of the cash. So I, I, I did not bet on this because I knew if I went with you guys, uh, you would have ran for the hills and, and tried to steer clear of me knowing how bad I am at sports betting. So I did not bet on this because I wanted you guys to have the win.
3: I'm looking right now. McKenzie just put up a tweet. I'm mad at this guy. So this fellow, which is a Twitter handle there, McKenzie? Carlos eustetus Rocktober 28. Alright, Rocktober 28. Not Locktober, thankfully. <laughs> but 16 to one he got. So I played it at twelve to one and he got sixteen to one? You know, that goes to show you. And he won over a thousand bucks. He bet sixty two dollars and fifty cents. That's interesting. And he got the ticket up there right now. Mackenzie, why don't you retweet that? What's your Twitter account? At Mackin Rivers. Maybe you should have a Twitter account people know what you say when you say Mackin Rivers. Yes. M A C K E N Rivers. Like they're flowing. I tell you, Marketing 101 (laughs) is not taught at Yale. We see that right now. You want it to be understood. Maybe go to RJ in Vegas, and maybe I'll retweet McKenzie. But it's up there. I got to tell you, it is fun thinking that we're taking the bookies down. I can't lie. Because this was a big one, and I will say this as we wrap the show. And you remember, Jonas, I said a little hidden edge we have here is late in the year the Lakers and Clippers might be trying to avoid each other and they're not going to be as worried about winning the division. Now, we would have won this anyway, but when the Clippers sat their starters on Friday night, that was the win that clinched it. And it was almost like I had a crystal ball.
5: Yeah, this was... uh I, I was going to say, I had Italy to win the World Cup in '06, but nothing compares to, to what you guys did with the Saints. Well, luckily, I'm humble about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by NHTSA. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket paid for by NHTSA. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and on the
4: iHeart Radio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels.
4: We stayed at
1: the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.